0: Back to the old format of the show this week, we got news from All Time Low, Rise Against, Killswitch Engage, some Emo Night nonsense, a radio rundown, and a deep dive on what a freshman class for the scene might look like right now. Go check out scene.com and scene on Twitter. To keep up with all the latest news and numbers from the scene you can listen to every song mentioned during this episode on the note to scene spotify playlist and as always if you have any comments questions or requests for deep dives email me at notetoscene at gmail.com all right let's get started all Time Lowe's single, Monsters, featuring Black Bear, has officially reached number one on alternative radio. This is their first ever number one song on alt radio. I remember earlier this year when I was documenting the song's positions on the show, and it climbed from the 30s to the 20s and into the teens, and I was like, holy shit, okay, we might be on to something here. Congrats to the band, that whole team at Fuel by Ramen and Electra. This was one of many moments that was literally a decade in the making for the band. This was one of the footnote goals when they signed to Interscope for Dirty Work in 2010. Next step now is to see how far they can push the song. They need to get on Spotify's Pop Rising playlist, which is the gateway playlist to today's top hits, which is the biggest on Spotify. They're still only on rock playlists, which sucks considering Black Bear should have already been enough to get their foot in the door in other genre playlist realms. But regardless, this is a massive win for the band and I'm excited to see where they can take this momentum that it's giving them. There's new life in all time low and that's really dope to see. Rise Against released their new song, Broken Dreams, Inc. This is the band's first new track in three years and their first on Loma Vista, which is also their first non-major label since Revolutions Per Minute in 2003. The song is taken from an upcoming soundtrack to Dark Knight's death metal. It's a great track, total throwback vibes, old school Rise Against D-Beats, Tim still sounds like classic Tim on the mic. It's got a really solid hook. Honestly, it took me back to the Siren Song era, which is really, really cool to hear in 2020. R.A. was never part of the scene, but they definitely had their impact. Swing Life Away will always be an emo hit, and a song like The Good Left Undone is a straight-up post-hardcore banger. Always had love for this band, and it's cool to see them still pumping out bangers almost 20 years into their career. I'm at an 8 out of 10 on Broken Dreams Incorporated. Emo Night Brooklyn announced that they were throwing an event this past Friday in fucking Oklahoma. Word spread, and they caught some major heat for it, rightfully so, so they apologized and shut it down, like, within 24 hours. I mean, come on, guys. Emo Night should have been canceled before the pandemic. I don't know what they're like in fucking Oklahoma, but in New York and L.A., they are absolutely insufferable. The worst events you can go to as a fan of this kind of music. Some things are never going to be the same after the pandemic is over. Let's make one of those things emo nights never coming back. On to some better news. Killswitch Switch Engage goes platinum. My Curse, which was the lead single from their 2006 album As Daylight Dies, is now a platinum-certified song, which means it has sold 1 million total units across traditional and streaming equivalent sales. The band also had the end of Heartache and their cover of Dio's Holy Diver certified gold, which means both songs have sold over 500,000 total units. These are really cool wins for the scene, even when they happen with adjacent bands such as Killswitch. So congrats to them and their whole team and everyone who was around during that time. On to this week's radio rundown. Aside from All Time lows, massive moment at Alternative Radio, Rock Radio is looking a little dry for the scene right now. We have I Prevail's Every Time You Leave at number 14, up 8.4% in plays from last week. I mentioned it when this song debuted on the chart earlier this year. I Prevail is a pretty safe top 10 bet at this point, and it wouldn't even be a surprise to see them break the top 5. Bring Me The Horizon is up to number 19 with Parasite Eve, and it's also up 14% in plays. This has been a super, super slow burn for the band, and, you know, like I said, if they wrote a different fucking song, they could be at Alternative Radio right now. But for what it is, glad to see it break the top 20. This next one is a bit interesting. Bad Omens have broken the top 30 with their song Limits at number 29. We'll see if they can climb any higher in the next few weeks. Fit for a King's new single, Locked, in my head, has been submitted to Rock Radio and is getting a few spins. It's at number 35. We'll see if they can break the top 30. Asking Alexandria have submitted their song, They Don't Want What We Want, and Motionless and White have submitted their fantastic cover of The Killers Somebody Told Me. So we'll see if these can make their way up the chart in the next couple of months that motionless and white cover is absolutely fantastic and chris totally killed it so i'm actually really excited to see where they can take this song that's it for the radio roundup this week on to this week's deep dive so We just got done rolling out this year's freshman class over at XXL, and honestly, with everything that has happened this year, I cannot believe we actually made it happen, but we did. And for those of you who don't know, every year XXL, which is a hip-hop magazine, puts together around 10 or so up-and-coming rappers that we think are the next to become superstars. And it got me thinking about what emo freshman classes would have looked like in the golden era. Like MCR and From First to Last and Fall Out Boy all probably would have been in the 2004 class, which is wild to think about. But then I got to thinking about if the scene still existed now, what would a 2020 class look like? So I put together a list of who I thought would make the cut based on streams, sales, and overall social conversation. There were definitely some that would have been on here even just a year ago that I felt had dropped off at this point in terms of momentum. Who knows, maybe at the beginning of 2021, we'll put together an official freshman class for the scene, but with how things are and how non-existent the scene is in a commercial sense, I don't even know if it would make sense, but we'll see. Like I said, I just had some fun with this and I literally did it in my downtime. So let's see which bands made the cut. Static Dress. 2004 Screamo revivalists who take the classic riffs from Emo's golden era and throw them into a blunder of absolute chaos. I haven't been this excited about a band in a very long time. They currently have four songs out, all of which have somehow gotten better and better with each release. Their latest is called For the Attention Of, and it will take you right back to when you heard bands like Under Oath and From First to Last for the first time but the energy they bring makes it feel new at the exact same time. And the cinematography behind the band is absolutely something to note. It's looking like all of their videos are connected in some way. So it's cool to watch the concept they're building in real time. They don't have any massive numbers yet. Their biggest video currently is for their debut song, which they put out over a year ago now, and it only has 42,000 views. But on Spotify, they only have 17,000 monthly listeners. All three of their previous singles before this new one have broken six figures, though. The pandemic definitely stifled a little of their momentum, because right before it hit, they had just gone out on their first tour run, opening for Counterparts in the UK, and the social buzz was definitely picking up on Twitter. The one thing I'm worried about with these guys is the time it takes them to release things. I work in hip-hop right now, and the pace is so much different than anything in rock. I totally get that it takes time to do things with a full band, especially when you're independent, but attention spans are only getting smaller and I worry about retention rates of bands who get hype by delivering on music and then kind of leave fans hanging for a bit. Nevertheless, I'm so excited to see what else these guys have in store. If you missed 2004, Static Dress is definitely for you. Next band, San Atlantic. A pop punk band from Australia on Hopeless Records that feels like 2007 Neon meets 2020 EDM Pop. Their new album, Pink Elephant, is an incredibly refreshing take on the genre and I highly, highly recommend it. Songs like DWID and Soap are perfect examples of taking a proven formula and updating it with elements of the current day. And damn it, they're just catchy as hell. The album did a little under 2,000 first week over here in the States in August, which, with everything considered, isn't all that bad, and it's kind of impressive. Even more impressive, they have just over 500,000 current monthly listeners on Spotify. That's more than Real Friends, Boston Manor, The Wonder Years, Puck, and a ton more modern pop-punk bands. Keep an eye on Stand Atlantic. The floodgates might just open up for them once the pandemic is over. Spirit Box is our next band on the list. Anyone remember I wrestled a bear once? After their original vocalist Krista Cameron left the band, they recruited Courtney Laplante to take her place. She was with the band for what would be their final album, and then she formed Spirit Box with her husband Michael Stringer, who is also a member of Iwabo. Spirit Box has had a bit of a slow start, but the hype train is definitely rolling now, and they're pulling more of a loudwire audience than a rock sound audience, which is definitely a promising sign. A lot of their music thus far has a fairly typical bounce metalcore foundation with an eerie element from Courtney's vocal delivery in both screams and singing, but like I said, the hype train is rolling from them now, and it's mainly due to just the two singles they've released in 2020 so far. Blessed B and Holy Roller. Blessed B shows a more ethereal side to Spirit Box's rock approach. This could absolutely get some momentum on rock radio. Holy Roller is what seems to be what got people really talking, though. This song is a perfect showcase of Courtney's range as a vocalist, both melodic and chaotic. Then the video came out, and it was a spin on that creepy-ass movie Midsummer that came out last year. Courtney had some incredible makeup and costumes for it, and when accompanied with the song, just put it on a whole other level. That vid is about to crack a million views on YouTube alone. Then she uploaded a one-take vocal video of the song to YouTube, and people just lost it even more. They seem to really be gravitating to her and her insane talent, which is really cool to see, and that clip alone has over 200,000 views. The band currently has 268,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and haven't even released a full album yet. I'm definitely excited to see what a full album rollout looks like from them, and once the pandemic is over, what kind of crowds they can start drawing on tour. Next band is Alpha Wolf. If you haven't heard of this band yet, pause this show right now and go listen to their song Akudama. If you're looking for a breath of fresh air to metalcore, this is absolutely the band for you. A friend of the show and longtime listener Danny has been documenting their climb in monthly listeners to me on Spotify ever since this song came out earlier this year. And since they've dropped it, they've jumped over 100,000 new monthly listeners to 205,000. It's just an onslaught of this new metal-infused deathcore that has a metalcore foundation, and they just make it work so fucking well. They've released two other singles since then, Creep and Bleed For You. Neither of them are as good as Akudama, but Creep is just a stupid heavy diss track, and Bleed For You shows the band's melodic side, and it gives me some volumes vibes too. But the band's new album, A Quiet Place To Die, comes out next Friday on Sharp Tone Records, and I'm really excited about it. Don't expect any sales numbers, anything to write home about, just given everything that's going on right now, but I'm absolutely going to be watching their streams pretty closely because I think they're going to see a nice bump from it. Next band, If I Die First. I have already talked about this band a couple times on the show. This is a throwback Screamo supergroup formed by From First to Last guitarist Travis Richter and SoundCloud rappers Lil Lotus, Zubin, Ned Arb, and the bassist and drummer from Ghostmane. They dropped their debut EP, My Poison Arms, in July, and it is literally everything you loved about 2004. Winding post hardcore riffs, falsetto cleans, fry screams, aggressive love-loss lyrics, and hooks that just get stuck in your head for days. The first single they dropped was Where Needles and Lovers Collide, and it's a great starting point if you're listening for the first time. They released a very well-shot video for this song that has over 100,000 views so far, and the song also has 243,000 streams on Spotify. Members of the band have said that they wanna do this as their full-time project, so we'll see where it goes. I see people hyping Lil Lotus as the future of the scene when he's literally just pumping out diet versions of things Lil Peep was doing six years ago at this point, and he doesn't have any numbers to back it up. So even though this is more of just a reinvigoration of Screamo, which is a sound that hit a saturation point well over a decade ago, and it's not a reinvention like Static Dress is doing, it still feels so much more exciting than the same emo SoundCloud shit we've been hearing over and over since 2014 now. Next band, Loathe. 2020 metalcore but shoved through a twisted Deftones blender. Meat Love, a five-piece from Liverpool that became the premier band of Metalcore Twitter earlier this year when they released their new album, I Let It In, and It Took Everything. The hype is absolutely deserved. Don't listen to Anthony Fantano's review. The album is incredible, and there are way more elements to these songs at play than what he gives them credit for in that review. But still, props to him for taking the time to give this album a review. He absolutely did not have to. That's a great look for a band. Two Way Mirror is currently the biggest song from the album with 1.3 million Spotify streams and nearly half a million views on YouTube. It really shows the band's progression in the deftones core and if you judge them off this song alone I can totally see why people would just write them off but then you have a song like Aggressive Evolution and it's a stupid heavy track with almost an industrial mechanical feel that gives way to a hook that feels like it's from a different realm and it will get stuck in your head after you pass away. It's so catchy. If you haven't yet give this album a listen through. There are a lot of layers to it and a good chance you'll find something you dig. Final band for the list as it stands right now is called Avoid, a whatever you wanna call it core band from Seattle, Washington, that sounds like 2006 Story of the Year on one song and Chelsea Grant on the next. And the entire band loves NASCAR. They released a song earlier this year called Flashbang. That's just a straight ripper. You can't tell if it's throwback post-hardcore, modern radio rock, or some weird metalcore hybrid, but damn it, it's just a fucking banger. The most recent song they dropped is called Song About Jane. It takes a page from current day Bring Me the Horizon to synth heavy modern rock track with a surprising lack of tricks from this band, but absolutely gets the job done. And it honestly is the best shot they have at getting some traction at rock radio with the right push right now. Rabob and I actually got the advance of the band's new EP The Burner last week and we were arguing over whether or not it was the right song to push as the single. I was on the no side, but I was definitely wrong. This song is absolutely my least favorite on the EP, but it just fits the current market right now. But holy shit, the rest of this release is a fucking roller coaster in the best way possible. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to talk about it because it doesn't come out until November 6th, but the three other songs on here are just out of this world. Like I said earlier, 2006 story of the year, chelsea grin and toss in some old school three days grace in there too this band fucking rocks and i am so excited about their future i'm hoping for really big things thank you so much for listening this week if you have any requests for deep dives email me at notetocene at gmail.com you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts follow notecine on facebook twitter and instagram if you enjoy the show please drop a review on itunes i'd appreciate it very much Until next week, stay safe and I'll talk to you soon.